Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Ayin Gimel in Maseches Yevamos. Happy Isruchag of Lav Baomer, everyone. Uh, it's already Lag Baomer, but we still have the beard because it's still nighttime, Andrew. What's going on? Three stars outside. Maybe later today, in a few hours, the sun will come out and we'll be able to shave. Here we go. We're 11 lines up from the wide on Ayin Bays and Bays. But we're going to um, commit. Like Rabbi uh, Akiva, to be resilient and to make it and to make it forward. And interestingly enough, we're discussing the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. You might recall we were saying yesterday. Rabbi Akiva says, "Ish ish l'rabos ha'arel." What's going on? Arel is like a tame, and arel is like a tame. Okay, but how far do we carry it? Do we say that an arel is so much like a tame that if someone is an arel that he can't eat meiser sheni? Okay, you can't eat my sister. So let's see. So we said like this. Um, I'm a Yosef. I was discussing this topic in front of Yosef, Vikashali. He he gave this explanation of the RL RL. And what perplexed me was You know, if it's true that the RL and the Tame are really interchangeable in Rabbi Kiva's world, so the Mishnah could have used the language. Of course, we never have the talent, so to speak, to the, 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 the uh, right, erudition to know what the Mishnah could have said. We're, we're having a hard enough time figuring out what the Mishnah is actually saying. But this is an amazing level of erudition to say, if the Mishnah would have just used the phrase, then I would have understood that there's a real equivalence, and I would have understood that this is the sheet of Rabbi Kiva, but he's trying to say that the absence of said phrase, Ha'arel v'hatame, seems to say, well, maybe Rabbi uh, Akiva, when he says Ha'arel equals Tame, isn't taking it that far. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, Velo? Is it really true that we never see the statement Ha'arel v'hatame in the Mishnah? It's not true. V'hatani, we have a Brisa, or in, you know, Tanaic statements. There's a Brisa that says Ha'arel v'hatame p'turim in Ha'ariya. What's Ha'ariya? Ha'ariya is going... To right, Rias Abais, going to the 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 uh, to the base of Mikdash on Shal That's Ria. We've talked about this. Um, so Arl and Etame are both putter from that mitzvah of Ria. So the Gemara then says, no, it's true that the phrase Arl Vatame appears in the context of Ria, but that does not have to be illustrative of the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. Because Aral and Tame uh, don't need to be equivalent in order to be part of Maria. They could be equivalently gross. Aral and Tame are a bad look. If someone is an Aral or if someone is a Tame, says the Gemara, Rava here is answering, Hasam Mishum de Mais, right? The Aral and the Tame are both considered most disgusting to. Right in the con- and therefore it is for that reason that they're not included in the mitzvah of Ria, and therefore this Mishnah, this uh, Brisa, the statement that Aral and Tame are part of from Ria is not an expression of any equivalence between Aral and Tame. It just means that they're equi- equivalently repugnant, and it is for that reason that they're also. So it's a phrase that does appear Aral v'Tame, but not in a context that's helpful for us. Okay, now six lines up from the wide, we're going to talk about. What we mentioned before in the Bryce of the Machlokas Rabbi Huda and Tanakama. What was the Machlokas? Machlokas was 
can an androgynous, right, who has both um, gender features, is can the androgynous um, do what's called the lekadesh? It doesn't mean to marry in this context. It means to take the mechatas and to take the afer paraduma and mix it with the water. Okay, and create the mechatas crystallite. So can they do that? Why would an androgynous not be able to do that? Let's see. It's, it's, it goes basically according to Psukim. Says the Gemara, are actually going to reflect their opinions in the following price, the Tanya. Right? Rashi explains what it's talking about. Rashi. The second wide line. Right? Obviously, you can't be Tame. That we've already said. But it, once you're Tahor, so then even if you are, uh, let's Let's say if you're a tumtum, so can you mix the offer with the water? Lekadesh mechatas, Rashi explains. Afilu isha, right? Even women could do that part of the avoda, uh, so to speak, right? The avodas mechatas. Aval aral v'tame lo, Rabbi. But aral and tame, that's going a little too far. Tame, we know can't do it, right? Um, where do we see this? Well, you might recall this from Masechas Yuma. Remember the Tvul Yom? That we had the Tvul Yom specifically handle the Afer Paraduma because we held that Tvul Yom can, right? In order to stick it to the Tzdokim who held that he cannot. Okay, so that plays into here. So let's see. Hakol Ksherim Lakadesh, Chutz Mecher Shotavakata. That's the Tanakama. Why would a Cher Shotavakata not be allowed to mix the Mechatas? We'll see. The Gemara is going to go into it. But first, let's say the Sheet of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda, Machsher Vakata, who posts will be Isha Androgynous. Rebuda says cotton's okay. What he doesn't like is to have an Isha in there doing it. And it's for that reason also that he doesn't like the androgynous doing it because androgynous has, after all, some Isha features and therefore he cannot mix the Mechata. So what's going on here? Says the Gemara, my time of the run. What, what are they basing this on? So Dixiv, so now we're going to get to the Pasuk. The Pasuk simply says, right, Vilakhu letamei me'afaras refat chatas. How do you make this, right, Mechatas crystallite? You take the afar, right, the ashes, um, and then you put it with spring water in a kli, and you mix it together. Okay, so it says, lakhu. Lakhu sounds like some sort of collective, plural thing. So it says the Gemara, hanach de pasli be'asifa psulun bekiddush. Lakhu, it sounds like velakhu. It sounds like it's referring to the previous Pasuk. What is the previous Pasuk talking about? The Asifa. The Asifa is the gathering of the ashes. Okay. So, Hanach the Pasuk Asifa, Psulim B'Kiddush, Hanach the Ksherim B'Asifa, Ksherim B'Kiddush. And therefore, the Kiddush, which is the mixing, as we've said, of the Uffer and the water, is only something that people who can actually gather the ashes could do. That's what Rashi says. Says Rashi over here, the third wide line at the end, the Hasam, this is all learned out in Yuma. A lot of this is copy-paste from Yuva, Daf, Mim, Gimel. There we learned, Darshinan ve'asaf, it says ve'asaf ish. So that's the idea. The Pasuk says ve'asaf ish. Okay, so there you go. That's just going to be the argument over here now. We have the Pasuk saying ve'asaf ish. But what, is ve, what does ish mean? It's excluding something. So first of all, once you say that whoever could do asifa could do the Kiddush, so then, Ba'asaf Ish is referring to the Kiddush also. Well, what does Ish exclude? Well, it sounds like it's probably excluding a Katan. Or you could say maybe it's excluding an Isha. So, of course, the Gemara is going to kick this around. We, from where we sit, 
have no idea which one it's excluding. Like, how would we know, right? But they have an opinion. That's the source of the machlokas. So obviously now you see Rabbi Huda says Isha is specifically excluding Isha. Therefore, an Isha and androgynous can't do it. And a katan can. Whereas a Tanakam is going to say Isha is excluding katan. And that's why a katan can't do it, but an Isha can. That's all. So, so now let's read it back inside. So the Rabbanan says that he's assuming, and Rashi explains that that's what he's assuming, that Asaf Ish is to exclude a katan. Rabbi Huda Amalach Imkein, Nema Kravelakach, Mai Velakhu. Why does a Pasuk say Velakhu in the plural? That even Ketanim, right, who are apostle for the Asifa, should be kosher for the mixing. So then, but don't forget, Rabbi Huda is excluding the Isha. So that's what the Gemara asks. Three lines up from the bottom. Yachi, Isha, Nami. So then Isha shouldn't be excluded either. So then the Gemara says, no. Rabbi Huda says, V'nasan, V'lo, V'nasna. V'nasan is in the masculine form. And therefore, that's why he excludes Isha. So it says the Gemara, well, the rabbis, why are they rejecting this whole idea of Venasan is to exclude an Isha? Because the, the Rabbanon have a different idea of why it has to say Venasan. Because they say, Yeah, you would have had Lakach in the singular, Nasan in the singular, and you would have had the mistaken notion that only one person can gather the ashes, and then only one person can mix the ashes in the water. However, so that's why the cost of Rahman of Velakhu, the Velakhu is really just in order to teach you that two people actually could take the ashes, okay. And however, the cost of Rahman of Velakhu Venasnu, and, and in other words, we learn that you can have two people do that avoda, okay. But if it would have just said both of them in the plural, Velakhu Venasnu, then Havamina de Shakli Trevi Havi Trey, then you would have thought that you dafka need two people to do it, and that's the only way to perform that service. And that's not true either. Because really you could have one or two. And that's why the Torah had to write one of them in the singular and one of them in the plural. And therefore, Kosov Rahmana Velakhu Venasan says Velakhu in the plural, Venasan in the singular, Dafilu Shakli Trevi Chad, that even if you have two doing one avoda, namely the gathering of the ashes, and then the other person doing the, the what we call the Hekdesh, so even if you do, or the Kiddush, if you do that, so then. That's still okay, and that's why the Torah writes it with two in the Velakhu, but in the singular it's Minasan, and that's why it's written like that, but not in order to include or exclude anybody from the Avodah. So now we arrive at Gimel and Aleph at the obnoxious time of 5.46 a.m., and we continue in discussing the Pasuk of the Paraduma, the Efer Paraduma. It says the Pasuk, V'hizah, see the top, V'hizah ha-tahor al ha-tameh. Oh, a Torah person, as we know, uh, is going to what's the procedure of the of the of the hazah on the third and the seventh day? You get that water sprinkled on you. Says the Gemara, Tar Miklal Shutame. Why do you say Hatahor? Tar sounds like he's been purified from something. What is he purified from? What? What was the tuma that he was purified from? So says the Gemara, Limed al Tvul Yom That teaches you. That the Tvul Yom is Kasher Bepar. So that's copy paste from Masechus Yuma. That was the Limud. This is the Limud that the Tztukim rejected. Right? And as we said, we made him, what? Touch a Sheretz. Remember that? We made him touch a, touch a Sheretz and then go to the Mikvah to fulfill this idea that Tvul Yom can participate in the Param. Very good. Okay. 
Uh, Andrew, I know that you have some unfinished business with the RL and you want to hear more about that, so let's get back into it. Three lines down on Ayn Gimon Amad Aleph. Bawami name of Sheshis. They ask the following question with regards to the RL. RL Mauba Miser. Here we go. Can an RL eat Miser Shani? Why should he? Why shouldn't he? Let's see. Well, tummy, tummy people don't eat, don't eat certain things. Is an RL like a tummy for that? Let's, let's see. Kechi the Yalaf Pesach Miser Le Indian Aninus. So the Gemara is going to explain the Tutstadim. Why should he or why shouldn't he as follows? So we learned already, we're in Ein Gimel already, but on Ein and Beis we learned that an Onain cannot eat the Korban Pesach. How do we know that an Onain can't eat the Korban Pesach? Because we have a Pasuk, and often a Pasuk, that says that an Onain can't eat Maeser Sheni. That's what the Pasuk says explicitly. That if you're in a state of Aninus, Chalila, you do not eat Maeser Sheni. Korban Pesach doesn't say anything. But we learn that if you cannot if an Onan can't eat Maeser Sheni, certainly he should not be able to eat the Korban Pesach. So the question is, So since we learned that an Onan can't eat Korban Pesach from the fact that an Onan can't eat Maeser Sheni, says the Gemara, Well, it's very well known and documented that an RL cannot eat the Korban Pesach. And Korban Pesach is almost, and the whole experience of Korban Pesach is like, almost like a uh, Geras procedure. I once heard an incredible sheer to that effect from Rabbi Rosenzweig. Look up uh, Korban Pesach, Rabbi Rosenzweig, and Y.U. Torah, and it'll give you a whole mahalach on the gears. It actually has to do with Pesach Sheni, so it's almost a dafyomi coincidence. He's explaining this mahalach of gears, and so, and then he explains all of the right uh, mitzvahs in that light. So one of them is that an RL cannot eat the Korban Pesach. That's beferish. Okay. Well. The question is, does it work in the other direction? If you say that an Onan can't eat the Korban Pesach because an Onan can't eat Maeser Sheni, are you going to turn that back around in the other direction and say that a RL can't eat Maeser Sheni because we know that he can't eat the Korban Pesach? Maybe it's reciprocal that way, right? So says the Gemara, no. Or that, so that would be the reason why you say an RL cannot eat Maeser Sheni, right? Because we know that he can't eat Korban Pesach, so maybe we learn Maeser Sheni and Korban Pesach one from the other. However... The other way of looking at it is, says the Gemara, Odilma Chomer Mikal Yalef, Kalami Chomer Lo Yalef. Yeah. In other words, we know that the Karm Pesach is more Chomer than Maeser Sheni. We'll soon see how, but one could intuit the Karm Pesach is very serious. It's an Isra Kares and all that. Um, so, if you don't, uh, right, if you, if you don't do it properly. So the Karm Pesach is more Chomer, and therefore, if a Onan can't eat Maeser Sheni, then certainly he shouldn't be able to eat Karm Pesach. That's what we call a kal v'chomer. But if Maeser Sheni is more kal, then just because an RL can't eat carbon Pesach doesn't mean that he can't eat Maeser Sheni. So, let's see. Amar lahu. So, so that's what they ask of Sheshis. So Sheshis says, Tnitzua. What do you mean? We already learned this in the Mishnah. What's the Mishnah? Oh. So now, Barry and Andrew, let me welcome you to the world of the second parak of Masechus Bikurim. Masechus Bikurim, second parak. If you look at the first three Mishnayas, it kicks around the following three ideas. Truma, Bikurim, Maeser Sheni. Mishnah number one in the second parak talks about what is about Truma and Bikurim, and then we play the game of which one is not like the other. Well, Truma and Bikurim are similar in that both involve a coin, right? Maeser Sheni, a czar can eat in Yerushalayim, right? The owner eats it in Yerushalayim. 
So Truman Bikurim are Koran involved, then the Gemara will flesh this out. That's Mishnah one. Mishnah two says Bikurim and Meiser Shani. Well, those are similar in that both of them have to be eaten in Yerushalayim, right? And so, right, both of them are in, are in your, are, are very, right, uh, location-centric. Not Truma, right? Truma is eaten anywhere, okay? Et cetera, et cetera. And then the third mission is what is similar to Truma and Meiser and not to be, uh, Meiser Shani and not Bikurim. So that, what does this have to do with anything? Where we're going to see. <laughs> we, if, if one of these things pertains to the RL, this is, this is what genius Roshashis is, right? He's going to look, he looks at this, he looks at this exercise in one of these is not like the other in the beginning of the second paragraph of Masechus in the Mishnah's Bikurim, and he sees, oh, you see, if, that, if the RL couldn't eat Maishashani, it would have been included in that Mishnah. That's where this is headed. And that should be the answer to our question of whether an RL can eat Maishashani. So let's, let's take a journey a little bit in this, in this issue. So let's start. Nisua, here's the Mishnah. First Mishnah. Hatruma of Bikurim, Chayavan Aleim Misa. You can be Chayav to, to Misa. Um, if you violate Truman Bikurim, they're very, very serious. Vichomesh. And if you, if you're a czar and you consume it, if you're not a coin. So again, this has to do with Kahuna. The rest of it has to do with the fact that Truman Bikurim involved with the coin. So if a Israel eats it, he's going to have to pay a fine of Chomesh to the coin. Vasurin Lazarim. Again, it's also for anybody other than a coin to eat. Vehein Nichse Kohen. That means it belongs technically. They have the property of the coin, right? Even though they're bikurim, uh, right? And they come from obviously the the czar, but he's supposed to be offering to the coin, and it belongs to the coin. You're giving him what uh, is rightfully his. And as part of that, they are also they are not batal b'shishim, but batal b'meah. If they get mixed up with ordinary right produce, you need to wash before consuming Truman Bikurim. The hair of Shemesh. And also, if you're Tame, you can't handle, right, these, uh, right, as we've said, Meiser Shani, you could be Tvul Yom. But when it comes to the Bikurim and the Truma, you have to not be a Tvul Yom, which means that uh, you have to not only dunk in the mikvah, but you also have to wait until nightfall, before you can eat them, you need to have that extra level of purity, right? That nightfall kicks in before you consume truma and bikurim. Okay. So says the Gemara, That's the first mission in the second parak of bikurim. Those are the ways in which truma and bikurim are similar, and meiser is dissimilar. Now, Rav Shesha says, look at that Mishnah. <laughs> and if it's true, right, that... An RL can eat Meiser Shani. Well, we know that an RL can't eat Truman Bikurim, right? So if it's true that an RL can eat Meiser Shani, then the Mishnah should have said, RL Asr Bahem, Masha'in came to Meiser. Then RL would have been another Nafkamina. RL would have been another example of something that Truman Bikurim, he can't partake of, but Meiser Shani, he can. Because we know that an RL can't eat Truman Bikurim, and we're on the fence about Meiser Shani. So why don't we just look very simply in that first Mishnah in the second parak of Bikurim and determine based off of that that the RL must be able, must uh, not be able to eat Maiser Shani. Because if he could eat Maiser Shani, it would have been another Nafkamina, says the Gemara. 
Not, uh, uh, that's a great point, Rav Sheshit, but not a great proof. It's not a ironclad proof because Tanavishir. Tanavishir means that it could be that that Mishnah in Bikurim was not listing every single Nafkamina in, uh, between Bikurim and, and, uh, and Truman and Meister Shani. Because after all, it only brought some examples, but not necessarily every example. The Gemara asks, my shear to high shear? He says, wait a minute. Are there other things that it left out? In other words, ton of a shear makes sense if you have an exhaustive list of 12 things, and it mentions four of them as illustration. But if you have a list of like four things that are different, and it only mentions three, so why would it do that? Right? It's like when you have the abbreviation of the month of June. It's almost Dafyomi coincidence. It's almost June soon. And, and you, and you um, abbreviated J-U-N apostrophe. What are you really saving? Right? Why, why is that? A re- that's, that's not a really effective abbreviation. I can understand December or February. You just have the three letter. But Tanavashir, you know, why would you, why weren't the apostrophe and the E in June? You understand the analogy, right? Are, are equal, uh, are of equal, um, Effectiveness, anyways. Point is, what else would we have left out? If you could show me something else that you left out, then that argument would hold more, more water. So the Gemara answers, yeah, there are other distinctions. Sheer, yeah, the following. The Katani Seifa, because if you look at the second Mishnah, it talks about what Meiser and Bikurim have in common. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing, right? Because, well, this isn't exactly what we meant. When we said ton of a sheer, we were talking about the examples. We, we would have rather had more examples of how Maishashani was different, right, than Bikurim and Truma. All right. But here, it's just taking examples of where we have Tana Bashir in the second Mishnah, or as our Gemara just characterizes it, the Hebshech of the Mishnah, because we know the Mishnahists weren't all broken up the same way. But be that as it may, now we're going to talk about ways in which Truma is different than Maishashani and Bikurim. I'll give you a heads up. Maishashani and Bikurim, as we've said, are in Yerushalayim. Truma can be eaten anywhere, says the Gemara. The Katani Seifa, because the next mission says, Yeshim Maiser Bikurim, Mashayin came to Truma. Maiser Bikurim to Unin Havas Makam. There it is. Maiser and Bikurim, you have to bring it to Yerushalayim. But to Unin Vidui, that's true. That's another one I didn't mention. Right? There's something called Vidui Maiser and something called Vidui Bikurim, which is the whole text that you recite when you bring these. You don't say this text when you eat Truma. You just eat Truma. Okay? The Asr La Onain. And an Onain is not allowed to eat Maiser and Bikurim. Sounds like an Onain can eat Truma. Yeah, an Onain can eat Truma. Right, an Onain can eat. So if you're a Kohen and you're an Onain, you're eating whatever's in the house. And if it's Truma, it's Truma. But as we've already said, Onain cannot eat Meiser or Bikurim. However, Bishimon Matir. Bishimon is going to say that an Onain can, in fact, eat Bikurim. Okay, that's a Machlokas. The Chayav and Bavir. Another thing is that Meiser, Shani, Bikurim have to have biur Rashi. He's saying, Right? If you didn't bring it the first uh, or, sec- or second year, you bring it on the third year to Yerushalayim. And then that's when you do the vidui. Remember, part of the vidui is I basically burned it all out. The house is clean of Kodesh. But if he does not do so, then misbarin and you have to taka do a beer. You do have to burn it out. Rabbi Shimon Shimon says that no, you don't have to remove the bikurim. Okay, well, be that as it may, what's going on here? What's the ton of a shear? 
says the Gemara. So this this concept of the beer over here, that if that when it comes to Maishasheni and Bikurim, right, you're not allowed to burn it betuma. What's this burning betuma? It's a special halacha. There is a halacha by Kohen that he's really a Kohen is only a Kohen can consume truma, right, Andrew? However, so the consumption of that truma is supposed to have a certain form even for a coin. A coin is allowed to eat truma. He's allowed to have enough from truma in the form of eating, in the form of drinking. Uh, we already discussed this, right? Smearing it on top. Okay, so those are the type of anas aguf that the coin's allowed to have. Uh, like ochal nefesh, so to speak, of truma. Of truma, rather, right? Not when he's tummy, obviously. When everything's tar, he can have the ochal nefesh of truma. However, what if he's tummy? If he's tummy, he can't eat it, right? The coin has to be tar to eat the truma. So we say that if, if he or the, tuma, or the truma becomes tummy, so then what? He can't eat it, but he can use it as cooking fuel. We've already seen this. Okay. So what does all this have to do with us? Ah, because that is only true of truma. Truma, when in the state of tuma, can be used by the Kohen for cooking fuel. You could start burning it up uh, for, for the fuel. And therefore you get that secondary level of ana from Tomei Truma. That is not true for Bikurim and Meiser Shani that you're burning. That you cannot do. And that is a nafkamina that is not mentioned in the Mishnah. And therefore we see even in that portion of the Mishnah we have a ton of a shear. And once we have that ton of a shear, maybe that is reflecting back the ton of a shear of the Arl, and that is what's going on. Says the Gemara as we turn to Ein Gimel and Bez. The Ochlan betumas atzman loke. Another thing is that a person who eats Maeser Sheni or Bikurim, when they are Tomei, they're going to get Malkus, Mashein came betruma. Another, another nafkamina between Truma and Maeser Sheni and Bikurim. And all of this, Lokatani, the Mishnah did not teach us. So Alma Tanavishir. Once we see that this ton of, so there it too, we see as we've said, a ton of Ishir, and therefore it is not a proof. That was the whole thing. Rav Sheshis thought he had a proof. He said, we left out the fact that the RL, right, um, is Usr, that the RL, maybe he's left out. The fact that he's left out of the previous Mishnah implies that maybe it's Usr for him to eat Maish Hashem. He said, not so fast. It could be that he can eat Maish Hashem, but it's a Tani Vashir, because we see examples of Tani Vashir elsewhere in those Mishnahs and Bikurim, and therefore the fact that the RL isn't mentioned is not a Raya one way or another, with respect to whether an RL can eat, Meiser Shani. Good. So now we find ourselves in the two dots, and we're in the third, beginning of the third line on Gimel and Bays, and we're going to get off of this Meiser Shani and get a little bit more into this Truma issue, the Machlokas, Rabbi Shimon and the Mishnah, uh, Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon in the Mishnah that we just mentioned, because we don't forget. Is he allowed to eat the onan? Is he allowed to eat bikurim? Is he not allowed to eat bikurim? Is there a chiv beer or not? So, hard to read that b'risa without being curious about the sources of that machokas, isn't it? So now we're going to, again, as we often do, see it where only they could see it, see how they saw these limudim in the pesukim as follows. Says the Gemara. So what's this idea of whether an onan can eat bikurim or not? Or Where is this machokas coming from? Well, the Pasuk says like this. With regards to Kachim, it says, Lo sucha lechol b'sharecha, ma'isar de ganecha, 
Basically, this is where it's telling you that you're not supposed to eat it at, in your house, in Haifa. You're supposed to bring it, right? And you're supposed to bring it all right to your Shalim. And we said in the Brisa, right? And it creates an equivalency. So it talks about Meiser, and that says Trumas Yadecha. Well, if Trumas Yadecha is the Bikurim, the Itkash Bikurim la Meiser. And in the same Pasuk it says, Meiser Ganecha, Visyoroshcha, Trumas Yadecha, etc. So then what we see is that Bikurim and Meiser Sheni should have the same Alacha. And therefore, Ma Meiser also Laonen, where we've already said that we have a Pasuk that explicitly tells us that Meiser Sheni is also for an Onen to eat. And we have a Pasuk now that equates Bikurim with Meiser Sheni. Therefore, af bikurim also la onen. That's how we know that an onen is not allowed to eat bikurim. That is the shita of the rabbanon, the equivalency of bikurim to meiser sheni, and therefore bikurim too are also for the onen to eat. However, Rabbi Shimon truma krin hurachmana. Ah, Andrew wants to know: Is this a dafiomi coincidence? Da na 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 na. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai. Stam Rabbi Shimon is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. This is, I believe, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Thank you, Andrew. What do you think, Barry? This is this is the closest. What? How would you? Know? How would you well, no. I think Rabbi Shimon Stam in the Mishnah would be Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That's who Rabbi Shimon is. Yeah. That whenever we say Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah, wow. The words of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai jumping out at us from the page. What a beautiful Dafyomi coincidence. We started Rabbi Kiva, don't forget. We're, yeah. Did you notice that um, the whole story of, what was it? Lagba Omer. Yeah, the whole story of Lagba Omer was the Shabbos, not this past Shabbos, the one before. Anyway, the Dafyomi coincidence has been going on since Brachos. It's amazing. Anyway. Um, Serbi Shimon holds Truma Krinu Rachmana. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. He, we said that Truma Siadecha is Bikurim. Well, you know what it also could be? Truma. <laughs> because that's the word, Truma Siadecha. So Shimon says, well, look, the Pasuk says Truma. So maybe when it says Truma, that's what it means. It doesn't mean Bikurim. It means, well, even if it meant Bikurim, I'll say it differently, because I'll say it. I think he means it a little differently. He means that even though he agrees that Trumas Yadecha is Bikurim, it is referred to as Trumas Yadecha for a specific reason. He could have said Bikurim, but it says Trumas Yadecha. Why? To create an equivalency not with Meiser, earlier in the Pasuk, but with Truma. And what do we know about an Onin? That an Onin is allowed to eat Truma. Don't forget, if an Onin is a Kohen, he's allowed to eat Right, he may not be able to eat Meiser Shani, that's enough in a Pasuk. That's explicit. But he can eat Truma. So, Ma Truma Materas Onen says Rabbi Shimon. Bikurim Mater Onen. Therein lies the source of the Machlokas as to whether an Onen can eat Bikurim or not. Wow. Now, what's the other Machlokas that they have in the Mishnah? The idea of this Chayavim Bibir. The Chayavim Bibir, Rabbi Shimon Poter. So, again, that's going to be subject to the same Hekesh. <laughs> Mar Makish, Umar Lo Makish. That's the Hekish. In other words, the Chachamim compare Bikurim to Meiser Sheni, which is Chayv Bibir. And the, right, and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai doesn't compare 
Bikurim to Maishu Sheni. And therefore, right, it's not Chayav and Bibir. Same Machlokas, the Gemara is saying. But we have here Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai saying, Lot Chayav Bibir, don't make a bonfire. Explicit. No, I, that, that's not what it is. I'm kidding, but one could argue that that's an explicit source that the bonfire component of Lagba Omer was never intended to be Rabbi Shimon. It's a joke. But anyway, it's not Chayav Bibir, and it's an illusion. Unbelievable Dafyomi coincidence. Okay. They don't really do it right here in Baltimore, by the way. You got to do it the way they do it in Israel. They have it like you have the four-year-old in charge of a bonfire bigger than any frat house initiation. It's just massive. And you have uh, just, just it's, it's four stories high. All the wood is already taken right after Pesach. There's no park benches. There's no nothing. All the wood that's fit to be confiscated is taken. They come in these big wagons, and they and it's unbelievable what these four year olds could do. And then they have to go into the, they have to go to the bathroom, and they leave the two year old in charge. And no no fire um, no firefighters nothing. The whole Bermat Beit used to be on fire. I once flew out on a Motzei Shabbos. that was Lag Baomer, um, and I saw the entire Israel looked like a thousand points of light. It's unbelievable. Here, you have like a guy stick a match in a tuna can and there's like 11 fire trucks are making sure that nothing gets out of hand. They, they, they know how to do it over there in Israel. Hashem Yishmar. Okay. Here we go. Let's talk about more halachas that pertain only to Maish Hashem and Bikurim. We said the following. Right? What about this idea that you're not allowed to, right? We said the truma you can use betuma in order to use it as like a secondary hana, but not my, not the meiser sheni and the bikurim. And we also said va'ochlan betumas atzman loka. And when you eat it, when you're in a state of tuma, you get malka. Says the gemara. Where do we learn these halachas? Minalan detanya. As we say, Rabbi Shimon Aimer. I don't believe it. Here he goes. Lo biarti mimenu betame. Right. I never. What? What? He's not talking about himself. He's quoting a pasuk from the Torah. Right? This is part of the vidui. Remember we said there's vidui bikurim vidui maishasheni? So read, read it. Read it in the Pasuk. The vidui, part of the vidui maishasheni is where he declares, I did not burn it in a state of tuma. And says Rabbi Shimon, he explains, Bein shani tame vihutar, bein shani tar vihutame. What's a state of tuma? State of tuma would be whether the gavra was tame or the chafza. The maishasheni itself was tame. In both cases, you're not supposed to burn it. Well, if that's true, so then that means you're not supposed to burn the tuma, uh, maishasheni, even in, if you are tar. Oh. So, so that's how we know we can't burn it. How do we know that he can't eat it in the state of tuma? Wow, the great holy of Shem Sometimes you have to lalamid atzmachalomar, eniodea. If you don't know, you don't know. Beautiful. He's not sure. I mean, he knows that that's the halacha, but he's not sure where that limit came from. Wow. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Wait a minute, why do you say that you don't know? That's written explicitly. That when he's Tame, he can't eat it. We have a Pasuk for that. It says, You know, when, you know what I mean? Like, did you ever read the Pasuk in Sefer Vayikra that says that when you're Tame, you're not allowed to eat Kachim? That's like ABCs. Kids learn that in, in uh, Kita Aleph. So what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, no, no. This is what Shimon is saying. 
How do we know that a tar person can't eat Maishasheni when the Chefza, when the Maishasheni itself is Tame? Right? That's what he's asking. Oh. How do we know that a tar person can't eat Tame Maishasheni? Well, so Talmud Lomar, that's what, that's what perplexes Rabbi Shimon. So he says, no. The Torah, that's why, for that reason, Torah says, Back to that Pasuk. You're not allowed to eat the Meiser there. Right? And with right, respect to, um, to, to, uh, uh, to the, the, the uh, what, what is this referring to? The second Pasuk. This is uh, talking about when a Bechor is Tameh. Right? It says all the things, all the Kaddish things, you're not allowed to eat Bisharecha. So it says, however, in a different Pasuk, that you can eat Bisharecha Tochlenu. Right? This is in Devarim Tesvav. Bisharecha Tochlenu Atameh Batari Yachtav Ketviv Ayal. That even though you're not supposed to, what? Eat that Tameh stuff, you are allowed to eat it, so to speak, on the same dishes. Wow. We're going to learn something from this. That even though you're not allowed to eat again the Maiser Shani, if it's Tameh, you're not allowed to eat it outside of your Shalayim, there's a separate Limud that you can eat at home, Hatameh Vatari Yachtav, together, Ketzvi Vachayal. Just like a person can eat, what? Deer and Ayal together. In other words, just like in a charcuterie board, you can have, I don't even know, what do they have? Smoked meats and salamis together? Like you can have a deli platter? You can also eat these together. What is this referring to? So let's see further. The Gemara says, "Vatana de Beir Bishmael, right? So in the Yeshiva Bishmael, they taught like this: "Afilu Tomei Vitar Ochlan Ashulchan Echad Bakar Achaz." Unbelievable that you can eat in the city Nine Yishalayim Tomei and Tar together. What does it mean? It means that a Tomei and a Tar person can eat right the Bechor that had a Mum, even sharing a, a platter like a deli platter. The Einan Choshishin. That Pasuk is teaching you an amazing idea, an amazing halacha, that even though a Tameh person contaminates, right, he's metame the food, and that therefore the Torah person, you would think, should not be able to eat from that plate, he actually, the Torah person can eat it. What's the halacha? The halacha is specifically in the context of that second Pasuk where it talks about a Bechor becoming Tameh, that it can be eaten even if it becomes Tameh, even by a Torah person. Why? Because that's what the Torah is saying. The Torah is saying that that halacha it's teaching us a chiddush that you can a Torah person can eat tamei bechor that was nifsal even if it's on even if it became tamei. Wow! And and then the Torah is trying to teach you with regards to ma'aser sheni that maybe that also can be in b'sharecha. And we know, I mean, that we know we can't eat b'sharecha. But it's saying even that which we said you can eat b'sharecha, namely the, right, the b'chor that had the mum, so hacha lo techo, but ma'aser sheni not. In other words, the tamay b'chor mum is not metame, the eater. However, it is to create a contrast. Creates the contrast with ma'aser sheni. Ma'aser sheni certainly cannot be eaten b'sharecha. Maiser Shani, as we've already said many times, has to be eaten in your house. So the question is, this contrast of Maiser Shani and the Tamei Bechor, does it extend only to the fact that Maiser Shani has to be eaten in the house? Or does it also extend to the fact that it does not become Tamei and a Torah person can eat it? 
So that was the question, which is to say, when we talk about a state of Tumah in the context of Maishr Shani, we know that a Tameh person cannot eat it. That we know. The question is, if the Maishr Shani is Tameh, can a Tahar person eat it? So you may say, what are you talking about? A Tahar person should not be eating Tameh foods. Not so fast. When it comes to Bechor Mum, there is precedent that a Tahar person can in certain unique cases, eat Tameh foods. And the question is, does that precedent of the Bechor Mum extend to Maishr Shani as well? It is this question that perplexed the mind of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and it is because of that that he said he wasn't sure whether it was or was not like Bechor, the, the Bechor, and therefore he did not know whether the Tumah that is referenced in Maishr Shani is a Tumas Chefza or a Tumas Gavra. Tumas Gavra, for sure, you cannot eat it when he himself is tummy. He cannot eat the Maishr Shani. But if the Maishr Shani itself was like, say, on a deli platter, so to speak, with tummy stuff, and the individual himself was tar, that was what was the question for him. Fascinating. Incredible. Two dots. Right in the middle here, 20 lines up from the bottom of mine, Gilmo Bays. Here we go. Mashain came to Truma. What do we talk about here? The Truma, if it's tummy, can be burned for personal benefit, as we've discussed, right? So, Minolan, where did we learn that halacha? It says in the declaration, as we said, the Pasuk is, when you bring the Maishr Shani, you make a statement. Part of that statement is, So, that's the Feirish. I didn't burn it in a state of Tumah. Wait a minute. Back to Chefzagavra here. Which is to say, Mimenu means any of it. You can't burn contaminated, right, Maishr Shani, that's Tameh, for personal benefit. But you can burn Truma. That's what we're saying. In other words, Mimenu. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? We learn, the person's making a declaration for Maishr Shani, and in so doing, he is implying a contrast with Truma. Right? He's talking about Maishr Shani. Lobiyartu Mimenu, but Tameh. Oh. But when he's saying that, he's making a halachic statement. That only this Maishr Shani can't be burned in a state of Tumah. But by the way, Truma could. Okay. That's the, that's the, uh, Liman. Ve'ema mimenu. Iatamavir. Awatamavir shemen shokodesh unitma. Wait a minute. How do you know that that's the implication? Maybe the implication is the initial thing that you can't be Mavir, right? The Maishr Shani for any personal benefit. But maybe we would say that you can actually, what, burn, um, ha- Kodesh Shemen, right? In other words, why is it talking about Truma? Maybe it's talking about Shemen Shal Kodesh that you have designated for Hekdesh. In other words, we're trying to make a limit, right? An inference. But why does the inference Dafka go back to Truma and go back to something else? We also know that if you are Makdish oil, that you can't be Mavir that. Maybe it means that you could, that you could burn oil that was Makdish. So the Gemara says, Lav Kavachomer? Wait, no, no. That can't be the inference, because that would have been a kavachomer. Uma meiser hakal amra Torah. In other words, meiser, which is more kal than hekdesh, Torah says lo biyartimimene And there you have to not burn it in a state of toma. And not only that, you have to make that as part of your declaration that you verify that you did not burn it in a state of toma. So kodesh certainly is chamar lokal shekain. In other words, it's obvious, and it should be obvious that that's not the halacha by kodesh, meaning. And that the Allah by Kodesh is for sure you cannot burn it by Tame. That's what I meant to say. In other words, if you have to do a Vidar Meister and explain that you didn't learn, burn the Meister in a state of Tumah, then it should be obvious that you cannot burn the Hekdesh in a state of Tumah. 
That should be obvious. Masha'en kein truma, which you can, okay? So when we're saying that the, the Vidur declaration is excluding something, it's obviously not excluding Hekdesh. It must be only excluding truma, because Hekdesh obviously also shares the same halacha as Meiser. Unlike truma, you cannot burn it in a state of Tumah. Says the Gemara, Yehachi, trumi nami kavachomer, who, you know, I could have made this same kavachomer by truma as well. How so? Well, uh, because truma, in a sense, is more chamer than meiser. Also, you could have said that truma is more chamer than meiser, perhaps, and therefore you could have made that kavachomer. We'll dig into this a little bit more, but right that, at this point, we're saying that it could be that's more chamer. So the Gemara is going to explain. But the Gemara first answers says, "Hakseiv mimenu." Well, something is being excluded. So at this point, the Gemara assumes that thing which is excluded. Given the option of between hekdesh and truma, we'd rather say that that which is excluded in the declaration is truma. That it's to create a contrast with truma that can be burnt in a state of tumah. So the Gemara, as we've said throughout Yavamas, for some reason this came up in Yavamas, and we can't get it away from this phrase, umara isa, which is to say, what makes you think that the exclusion applies to truma and not to hekdesh? Why is one different than the other? Says the Gemara, well, mistabra kodesh lomimaitna. Yeah, it's true. You could have made a kavachomer to truma, could have made a kavachomer to hekdesh, but it is more logical that kodesh is not what we are excluding. Why? Shekane pancakes. Because there is a mnemonic. Pei nun kufayin chof samech. Pancakes. And that mnemonic stands for all the things, in all the ways in which kodesh is more chomer than everything else. How so? Let's see. Pay. Pigul. Right? The, the idea of Pigul applies to, right, to Hekdesh. The idea of Noisar has to do with Hekdesh. Korban. Right? Me'ila. All these things apply only to Hekdesh. They don't apply to Meiser. Kares. It's an Iser Kares. The Osir La'onin. And as we've said, right, Hekdesh can't, an Onin can't eat, but an Onin can eat Truma. So these are all the ways in which Hekdesh is more chamer than truma, and therefore it is logical, right, that you are talking about that you're excluding truma. Truma is going to be more kal. Because Hekdesh, look at all these severities. Pigal, nicer, carbon, meila, karis. What are you talking about? Hekdesh is Hekdesh, right? In all the ways that we've discussed, Hekdesh has to be treated very, very differently. The Gemara says, no, Adrama, truma, lomamat, itna. You know, there are ways in which truma is also very special and different. Shechein machbaz. Machbaz is a Right, it's a, a mnemonic for the different ways in which truma is special. Because for if you're a person, Azari is truma, he gets misa, the chomesh, and if Azari is truma, he has to pay chomesh. These are all things that are unique to truma. The ain la pidyon, the asur lazarim. Right, There's, it has no pidyon. You can't be poda and get it back. And also, Azar can't eat. So that's the machpaz. All the different ways in which achil, in which truma. By the way, achilas truma betuma. That's a misa bide shemaim. Very, very chamer. So truma is also very chamer. Truma is a serious thing. Hekdesh is a serious thing. Who's to say that one is more serious than the other, says the Gemara. Hanach nefishan. Yeah. Both very serious, but kachim has a lot more. Like pancakes is, is just like pigol, noise, or carbon. Hekdesh you have to really treat much more seriously, and it has more stringencies than truma, and therefore it is assumed that when we are doing the vidui meiser and saying that this, I did not burn in a state of tumah, it, what, it, and it, 
is meant to imply that something else can be burned in a state of tuma, it is more logical to assume that that which we are saying can be burned in a state of tuma is referring to the truma, but not to the hektish, because the hektish has so many chumras. Or or you could just get it a little more simple and say, listen, karis is more chamor uh, than misubi shemaim. And therefore, it stands to reason that it is more, that, that what we are excluding is the truma. And when we say the vidui meiser, we're saying that it is in fact the truma that can be eaten betuma. Oh. And just finishing up, and when you eat the meiser shenim bikurim, when you are tame, you get malchus. And if you eat truma when you're tame, by the way, you don't get malchus. The Gemara says, milka hudalolaki. Yeah, you don't get malchus, ha isur, ika, but it's still asr. I mean, no, how do we learn that it's asr? Amakra, bisharecha tochlenuf. Lezev, lola acher. Velava, ba, miklal, asay, asay. That it says, you're not, you should eat, right, the tummy and tar, lezev, lola acher. In other words, going back to what we said before, that when we were talking about the mum and the bachar, we said that you can't eat. But, right, the implication was that there's an isr. Uh, an isser, but it's a lava blah, say. In other words, an isser, right, to eat truma in a state of tuma, but because it's not expressed as an isser lav, that is how we know that it is, in fact, not going to get malchus, but it is still an isser nonetheless. So pick up here tomorrow, second line up from the bottom. Vine Gimel with Amar Avashi.